Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast, being recorded in the beautiful Marriott Renaissance Hotel, Newark Airport. Tonight's focus, that July crazy travel roundup. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome. Last few weeks of travel have been relatively uneventful. I know I've been saying that a lot lately, and I have truly been spared all the bad weather stuff, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Two weeks ago, I flew into Raleigh for a day or two. I had a, a couple days' worth of meetings and had planned to leave Raleigh on a midweek at 4 p.m. I was actually going on vacation later in the week. But my flight plan was leave Raleigh about 4 p.m. Had a couple-hour layover in Baltimore, which is not a bad thing. Baltimore and Charlotte are probably two of the better airports if you're going to have a layover and you're going to want to eat and get some food. Both those airports actually have a pretty good offering is when it comes to food. Make my connection and then end up landing in Orlando at 10 p.m. Wednesday night. So I actually walked into the Raleigh airport, walked up to the ticket agent, at 2.38, and I said, any chance you can get me on something that gets me in earlier than 10 p.m.? I mean, I don't care if I leave at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock. Is there anything direct where I can get in? And she said, you know what? There's one seat left on the 3 p.m. out of here that gets you into Orlando at 4.30. I looked at her. I go, you think I can make it? She says, I think you can do it. So uh, left the uh, the ticket counter made it through TSA, walked to the gate. I had a C boarding pass, and if you've never flown Southwest, they board by groups A, B, and C. And the uh, the running gag with uh, Southwest is if you have a C boarding pass, that stands for center because that's the only seats that are going to be left on the plane. Ended up with a C boarding pass, and then one of the advantages of Southwest, whatever they call it, uh, Premier or Southwest Plus, I'm not sure what is it, no matter what your boarding pass is, you can board at the end of the A group. So I was fortunate enough to get my favorite seat, 9C, and was home back in Orlando before 5 p.m., only to wake up in the morning uh, for a vacation where we ended up heading up into Buffalo, Niagara Falls in Canada. And I think we had such a good response to the CEO being on a podcast a few episodes ago. I think we're going to let her expound on her international travel, so to speak, as we made it into Canada. So I've been spared the really bad weather-related travel disasters this summer. And so I'm actually sitting in the Newark uh, Renaissance right across from the airport. One of the guys that I work with had a 5 p.m. flight, and he is still here. It is 9.20. He may have finally gotten to take off, but if you're up and down, and I'm looking at the FlightAware map right now, the, the East Coast is just nothing but red dots of airport delays, which stand for major delays, and yellow dots, which just stand for delays. So I don't know what the difference between a regular delay and a major delay is. If I'm delayed, I really don't care. I'm delayed. A quick note is that if you plan to uh, fly in and out of airports, especially out of, especially if you're trying to go home, try to stay away from afternoon flights this time of year because the storms just seem to pop up. In the morning, I think I have a 7 o'clock flight out of Newark back into Orlando only to go home, unpack, repack, 
and then get back to the airport Friday night for a couple days up in Atlanta. So in other travel news, if you do any following of the so-called travel blogosphere, you may or may not have read that IHG hotel brand, which is your Holiday Inn Expresses, your Crown Crown Plazas, uh, your Starwood Suites, that family of hotels have announced that they will be going away from mini-sized toiletry bottles and using the big 22-ounce canisters that get plastered to the wall inside the shower. This is not all right. I don't stay at a lot of Hampton Inns. I, don't, I mean, Holiday Inns, I don't stay at a lot of IHG properties. But I know why companies do it. It's It can save a couple thousand dollars per year at a hotel, uh, which can add, you know, something, some revenue to the bottom line. But it is not all right. I mean, I don't know if you've had a chance to see some of these canisters, but God only knows what the guy or the girl before you happened to put into those canisters due to the canisters or whatever. And believe me, I you can get the lids off them very easily. I stayed at a true hotel, I think a couple of years ago, I think I named it the Google Hotel, and they had those tubes. And it was, I, I thought I was at a Sunday bar squeezing uh, toppings for ice cream out of the... Uh, out of the canisters as I was trying to take a shower. So there's a lot of backlash, a lot of travel talk. A lot of the, the true road warriors really don't stay at IHG properties. Still, the problem with a lot of that stuff is once one chain does it, the other ones start to follow suit. So, you know, once somebody kind of breaks the seal or breaks the ice, it's not good for the uh, the, the rest of us that visit the other the other hotel chains. So time for the July Crazy Travel Roundup. This one is pretty video intensive, so uh, for some of these to get the full effect, it's probably worth logging into the blog. I'll put the link, of course, in the show notes so that you can see. First story comes to us from the good old New York Post. First-time flyer boards conveyor belt with luggage, thinking it'll take her to the plane. A flyer tried to travel to New Heights on a hilarious video showing that she had climbed onto the luggage conveyor belt at a Turkish airport, reportedly thinking it would take her to the plane. This first-time flyer checked in her bags at the Istanbul airport, but instead of heading to the terminal, she proceeded to climb onto the conveyor belt. As a terminal and uh, attendants and other passengers looked on, the woman stepped onto the belt and, of course, promptly fell on her backside as it rolled forward. Okay, first-time flyer. Let's cut her some slack. You know, I'm not going to bust her chops because she's taking a checking a bag again, first-time flyer. But here's a tip, right? I've made it this far in life by oftentimes when I'm confused or don't know what to do, by pausing maybe for just a moment, possibly two moments, looking at my surroundings, seeing what other people are doing, then possibly asking some questions. I do this all the time at airports that I have never been to. You get off the plane, you don't know how to get to ground transportation or to the rental lot or to baggage claim or even to get out of the terminal. You don't know if it's to the right or to the left. Just pause, step out of the traffic pattern, don't walk 10 feet off the jetway. Please don't walk 10 feet off the jetway and stop and impede everybody else that is trying to get out. Step to the side, kind of watch people. There'll generally be two crowds. There'll be the crowd of people heading to the restroom, which might not be a bad idea. And then there'll be the crowd of people heading to the exit to get their luggage, to the rental cars. But one of those two groups is going to get you where you need to go. If all else fails, just ask. Look up. There's signs. Um, 
This poor woman, again, first-time flyer, you know, maybe a little bit overwhelmed, maybe a phobic flyer, who knows, <laughs> but uh, she got a, a bit of a shock. This next one comes from one of my favorite sites, Boing Boing, Toddler Jumps on Airport Conveyor Belt and is conveyed into the baggage room. Small boy walked away from his mother at the Hartsville-Jackson-Atlanta International Airport while she attempted to print out her boarding pass at the kiosk. The mother told police that she looked away for her son, for, from her son for just a second, and poof, I added the poof, he disappeared. Eventually, the boy reached a TSA baggage area where TSA immediately noticed him coming through on the belt and a man picked him up and was rescued to safety. I think the boy had a broken hand or arm. Uh, this is worth looking at the video. I mean, this kid really seriously could have been hurt. This this is not nearly as funny as I'm probably making it sound. I'm sure it was absolutely terrifying. But, you know, this month it looks like the conveyor belt is becoming the new nudity of travel. I mean, look, toddlers are little freaks, right? They're sneaky as all. Within moments, they can be out the front door of your, ho- of your home, down the street, and on a Greyhound bus. That being said, you know what? When I was five years old, I probably would have done the same thing. If my mom had looked away for a second, believe me, uh, I'd have been headed for that belt thinking I was at Six Flags Atlanta or something, you know. So here's the bigger question. Will the parents sue? Are they at fault? Airport at fault? I mean, who's at fault? You know, but just remember this. Everyone has baggage. Pun intended. Boing Boing offers this one up as well. Drug smuggler busted with half a kilo of cocaine under his bad toupee. All right, so I didn't know there were any really good toupees, but apparently this one was a bad one. At Barcelona's International Airport, police arrested a Colombian gentleman who arrived from Bogota with half a kilogram of cocaine under his toupee. According to the report, the man attracted police attention as he looked nervous and had a disproportionately large hairpiece under his hat. They found a package stuck to his head with about $30,000 worth of cocaine. No word whether or not the unarmed man was a drug bigwig. So this is worth looking at to, just to check out the picture if you haven't seen it. Uh, I mean, did this guy own a mirror? Uh, was he wearing a top hat? I mean, when you see this picture, it looks like a muskrat has curled up on this dude's head and, and taken a siesta. I mean, there's just too many questions about what was going through this guy's uh, head. Look, I'm bald, you know, thinning hair, whatever you want to say, but it really looked like this guy just had a giant cow patty resting proudly of top of his uh, Colombian melon. I, you know, people, please, at least try, right? One of the travel blog sites, The Points Guy, posted video goes viral on social media after Delta emergency landing. Uh, I think I've got the video posted. If not, I know there's a link to uh, Twitter where it originally got posted. So modern aircraft are generally designed to be able to fly safely even after following an engine failure. And according to CNN, this flight landed safely. No injuries were reported. Passengers were all rebooked to continue on to Baltimore. The plane's damaged engine had to be replaced, and the aircraft is expected to return to service this week. But it won't stay in service for long. The MD-88s are among the last models flying of the uh, McDonnell Douglas MD-80 fleet. I mean, this is an early 80s airplane. Yeah, the, the airplane's damn near 40 years old, right? And it when I turned 40... 
I remember I got bifocals and a root canal. So, you know, in the in the world of a plane, 40 years old is 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 getting on up there. But if you look at the video, the uh the engine nose cone is bouncing around inside the turbines on the engine, sparking, looking like a pachinko, uh looking like some kind of a pachinko or carnival game. You know, thankfully these MD80s or MD88s, that whole family is really a pretty strong airplane. I mean, they're they're still they're close to being retiring. I think American Airlines is pulling them out of their fleet. Oh, I don't know, September or October, which is kind of surprising with all the uh, the issues with the 736 uh, 737 Maxes. You would think that they would maybe keep those in service a little bit longer. You know, the bright side is these old planes really don't fall out of the sky quite as quick and quite as suddenly as the, the newer 737 MAX do, seems to do. Another one of the travel blogosphere sites, uh, view from the wing, hotel guest hangs clothes on sprinkler in his room, causes $690,000 worth of damage. High school senior staying on the fourth floor of the Holiday Inn, the night before his junior ROTC drill competition, wanted to make sure his room, his uniform looked perfect. So he decided to hang his jacket on a sprinkler head in his hotel room and properly affix all his ribbons and medals. And was totally surprised that when he took his jacket down, the sprinkler activated, resulting again in more than $690,000 worth of damage. So in a former life, I was a firefighter, and I can tell you, that for those sprinkler heads to release, it takes something breaking the little glass vial that's inside them. If you ever look closely, there's a little red vial. It's made of glass. Two things will break that vial, heat and pressure. And it could be pressure for something as light and delicate as a coat hanger. Uh, I recently, I don't remember where I was staying. And anytime you go into a hotel room, you'll see these stickers. I'm in the Renaissance, and I look over my left shoulder. And there's one of these stickers on the wall next to the sprinkler head with the big red slash through it with a picture of a coat hanger in the sprinkler head. Somehow, you know, hopefully you'll get the idea that that's not a coat rack. But I asked the front desk clerk if anybody had actually ever had a sprinkler disaster. And sure enough, he said recently a bride had hung her dress on one of the uh, sprinkler heads and resulted in a little bit less, about $45,000 in damage. You know, would a high school senior know not to use that as a makeshift closet? You know what? I don't know. But I'm I'm kind of impressed and amazed that the high school senior actually bothered hanging up his clothes. This last one is another video post of New York. It came from New York Post. It's been everywhere. Plain passenger throws a laptop at boyfriend for looking at other women. A crazed airplane passenger threw a laptop at her boyfriend's head on a packed jet, enraged at him for looking at other women. Not woman, but women. The viral video had been watched more than 4 million times as of last Tuesday. It's filled with expletives <laughs> as the couple just went at it while other American airline passengers pulled awkwardly, awkward faces and trying to avoid all the craziness. You know, a bunch of F-bombs as the unidentified woman screamed as her plane mate ran up the aisle. And that's when she threw the laptop at the poor, the back of this poor dude's head. So this video went viral in just a few hours. And if you watch the video, there's a gentleman in a Holly Hansen shirt that is almost the star of the video. He's wearing a pair of AirPods 
and he is intently listening to whatever the commotion is behind him, but he doesn't want to turn around. I mean, he's just carrying on, and these two are going at it. I've watched this video several times, and I swear this woman threw it at her husband or boyfriend's head what had to be a 2012 Dell, I'm guessing a 10- or 12-pound laptop. I mean, just hurled it. It reminded me of the scene from Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte in 48 Hours when the girl was swinging the baseball bat. And then to top it all off, she comes back down the aisle only to grab her purse and head off the plane. I think if you follow the story through, he got rebooked on a later flight. I think she's been banned from every airport and airplane in North America. So if you've logged into the blog at all, you've noticed there's a lot of video. People, please, I say it every single time. If you want your viral moment, please turn your cell phone horizontal. I promise it will change your life. No more vertical cell phone videos. Sideways. Horizontal. There you have it. Safe travels. And thanks for listening. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.